Hey guys, Tin Man here. Have you heard that Anchor is the easiest way to start a podcast? Let me tell you why that's true. It's free. 100% free. They have creation tools that allow you to create, edit, and upload your episodes directly from your phone and or computer. Not only that, but they take care of all the heavy lifting required when distributing your podcast, whether that be to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, it doesn't matter. They do it all. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's amazing and super simple to get started. Seriously, all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. Tin Man here with another 10 Biscuit Talks episode. Make sure to reach out on Twitter or email. Let us know what you want to hear so we can get your ideas on this show. Thank you all for all the love and support. It means a lot to both of us. Now, let's get on with the episode. So tonight, on this episode of Tim Biscuit Talks, we are talking about the mysterious disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. Um, pretty famous, I would say. It's really famous, in fact. Um, one of the, probably, I would say it's probably one of the most well-known disappearances in our lifetime. Like, uh, in our gener- like this last century, wouldn't you say? I yes, although I didn't know much about this. But you knew of him. <laughs> I knew I recognized the name, but I probably couldn't tell you much about anything. Not even like some of the uh some of the weird theories that we're gonna get into later. Like no, the giants I, really. Yeah, no, nothing. It's just not my realm. It's not like your not what forte. I Yeah. I don't know. I've been hearing <laughs> that uh, that Jimmy Hoffa is buried under a giant stadium since I was a kid. I well then you, I don't know. I'm just saying, like it's <laughs> it's crazy that you know, like it's just crazy how how different people are. But that's for oh, another yeah, day. For sure. That's for another day. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, like we said, it's a really well known um, disappearance very main i would say it's a mainstream theory um some of the theories regarding his his disappearance are not so mainstream but overall i would say 
pretty mainstream. Mainstream concept. Yeah. Uh, and I think even to this day, proof pr- proof will, you know, show up sometimes or someone yeah. will come out with like a, hey, actually, you, you yeah. really want to know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I know what happened. Do you? Do you really? Or, or no? Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, actually, a former U- uh, U.S. attorney um, is, says that it's inactive, but it's not closed. That's how she classifies the case. Uh, so, who knows? Um, do I we want to... Go ahead. Yeah, one of the... Uh, I was watching a video, and uh, I think it was an interview with like a semi-prominent like mobster of the time i'll mm-hmm. i'll have to see if i can dig up that link um but his joke was yeah whenever the fbi needs money they dig back up the jimmy hoffa case <laughs> so they get additional funding it's, um <laughs> that's accurate yeah like that's so. accurate um <laughs> although i feel like you know with the recent um releasing of like the file on bigfoot and then earlier this year they released the files on ufos you know from the pentagon and stuff i feel like if we were going to find anything out and the fbi had it it probably would have been this year you know just to like (laughs) draw attention away from the government for a little bit but who who knows um (laughs) do we want to jump into uh, our initial impressions yeah yeah sure uh since you don't know very much about it and you didn't didn't uh, do you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, like I said, I'm not a huge like crime buff or like mobster buff, and I I feel like there definitely are people who are like that. I assume that your family and you, to a certain extent, are like that. Like it's just something that 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 almost genre. Like mm-hmm. it's just something people are interested in, right? Um. And so, yeah, I've never been a huge buff when it comes to that, but uh, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect. I wasn't sure how personally interested I would be in this, mm. um, but honestly, I got super interested um, when I was researching about his life, which I know that isn't what what the point of this uh, discussion is because okay. we're talking about his death and not his life, but I think that his life really lends, I mean, that's what lends flavor to his death, right? Like yeah. that's why it's so uh this theory is so prominent and that people the reason why people still talk about it today is because of his life. Right. So uh I think for me that was the most interesting part is just learning more about him and his involvement uh with the government, FBI, the mob, like all sorts of stuff. Like he had his hands in a lot of stuff so <laughs> yeah no i um, i agree yeah i agree um i i'm like you i i got really interested in like leading up to his disappearance and then like the day of his disappearance like that kind of stuff because i was sitting here writing out our outline and i'm like reading um you know things that happened on the day of and then like i'm going into the theories and i'm like oh now that that looks suspicious right there that, that, that might be a solid theory <laughs> like that's a that's a that's a clue right there we're gonna Great. we're gonna focus in on that um and then i had to kind of like reel myself back in and be like this isn't what we're talking about um yeah 
But like I said, you know, um, bringing this up as a topic, this is an oldie, um, but a goodie. I've, like, I've been hearing about it since I was a kid. That he's buried under Giant Stadium. Um, or in and, someone's driveway or, yeah, like... Under someone's yeah. driveway in New Jersey or wherever, Detroit. Or out in a field. Yeah, out in a field, <laughs> everywhere. Jimmy yeah. Off is everywhere. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but then I've also heard, you know, we're never going to find out what happened to Jimmy Hoffa, like what actually happened to him. Yeah, and, I think his his daughter went on record saying that, you know, at this point, if if we were going to find something out, we would have, because at this point, most of the people involved are dead or dying. Right. So, like, yeah. Or they're like longtime members of, you know, the five families and they don't talk, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, we're not going to find anything out. And that's fine because if we had found something out, I don't think having this discussion today would be as interesting. Um, yeah. Because part of the reason why it's so much fun to talk about is because of the mystery that surrounds it. Um, but yeah, I, I think. I think it's most likely mob related, like ninety nine oh, yeah. percent sure it's mob related. That's my general impression as well. <laughs> um, you know, but whatever. Uh, so, do you want to start us off? Since you dove deep into his, you know, his life leading up to it, do you want to start us off with kind of who he was and what he did? No. No, you don't. <laughs> I didn't do. I I know less about his early life. So do you? I do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Uh, I mean, I can talk about it. Yeah, that's fine. I can. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if his early life is well interesting. I mean, I think that you know the years leading up to his arrest and then the disappearance are kind of like the the meat of this. For sure. Um, but I mean, it, it. I think it does help to know. A little bit about his background and where he came from because um of his involvement with the teamsters mm -hmm. and um the different unions he was a part of and like what led him to where he was <laughs> right i mean and that's what i was going to go with it you know i mean he he started out as a grocery chain a worker a union worker in a grocery chain and um unfair treatment um improper working conditions you know all the cliche stuff that you know these unions fight for they fight for better you know working conditions and stuff um led to the members of this grocery chain to form a union and so in doing so they kind of elected him to be like their leader kind of thing um which in turn led to him becoming the you know, eventual president of the Teamsters, um, like vice president, he like kind of worked his way up the ladder. Um, and in doing so, kind of got in bed with the mob a little bit, you know, to keep growing the union, he had to make kind of agreements and associations with the, you know, organized crime families. And it, so that way everybody benefited and that's where it kind of gets murky and yeah, that's sure. kind of where i think you want to step in yeah yeah well, i mean i think that obviously his association with the the mob was mutually beneficial at the beginning but 
obviously you can't you can't keep a casual relationship with the mob, especially if you're, um, you know, in in business. And he was. I mean, he was, you know, the head of the Teamsters, and they're going to have competition, and that's just how it is. So, I mean, obviously, he positioned himself as, you know, not only a, a prominent union leader, but eventually, sort of, was just fully immersed in in that mob life (laughs) right yeah i mean (laughs) i think as much as he tried to be on the up and up so to speak you know he once he once he started it it was like he couldn't he couldn't really control it it was like a monster that just kind of kept growing you know um yeah as the teamsters got more powerful the organized crime ties did too yeah so I think, like I said, it was just kind of, it just kind of spiraled out of control. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he definitely still benefited. Obviously, there there were benefits on both sides, even though he was getting deeper and deeper in, into this mob relationship. But, right. um, I mean, the the biggest, um, you know, I guess the most prominent. Uh, asset that Jimmy Hoffa had that the mob was really interested in um was this um union pension right yeah. so i mean during their relationship money was just funneled out of this pension and went straight to the mob and that was just like their i mean it's great for them they were making a ton of money but obviously the union was successful because of the mob. <laughs> right. Like it was where it was because of that. So um, I don't know, just, yeah, just deep relationships with the mob at that point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it just kind of, it, it's funny reading about it because so Jimmy Hoffa eventually went to jail for, so at first he was charged with, I think it was pension fraud and jury tampering. I think that's what it was, but he was acquitted. Yeah. He was acquitted of those charges. But um, well, wait. Before we get to jail, okay. uh, there is something important to point out, um, and I, I should have mentioned this because it ties into one of our conspiracy theories about his death. Okay. But pre uh, prison, <laughs> pre charges, um, Jimmy Hoffa was so was such a big name and a big player. Um, not only with the mob, but again, in terms of the union, he was so powerful that he was pursued by GFK's younger brother, Robert Kennedy, and was sort of on a like, not, I don't want to say hit list because that sounds bad for the government, but um, I mean, obviously, like, a, but not a totally inaccurate, not inaccurate. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he. With his ties to the union, I mean, he could essentially shut down United States trade, right? right. Because he was over um, uh, truckers. It was a truckers union. So if he just decided, hey, you know what, truckers, we're going to go on strike for a week or wh- whatever, that would just completely shut down uh, all trade <laughs> in the United States. So he was, I mean, he was a potentially dangerous person um not i don't know if there were really any signs that he was 
going to do something like that. And I don't know if it would be beneficial to him exactly, but mm. he definitely had the power to do something that big. Right. No, you're you're absolutely right. And I think I think looking back, he's almost viewed less for his involvement with organized crime and more so on what he did for unions and like the benefits that the unions overall and through time have maintained because of what he did and so it's like it's like yes he had you know these ties with the mob and yes he could have theoretically you know, shut down trade routes and, and, um, you know, all that fun stuff. But like you said, you don't, you don't know that he would have, uh, yeah. because looking back, all we're told is like, oh man, he was a really great, like leader of, you know, the union and stuff. So. I'm, I mean, he definitely left a big impact, like you said, on just even unions today. But, um, I mean, the truckers that were part of that union were, getting i mean receiving way better wages mm -hmm. treatment conditions than than they ever had in the past like he he was doing a lot of good work for right. them right yeah. and that i think to me that's the like that's part of why i find that section about you know robert kennedy going so hard after him um interesting because yeah he had the ties with the mob and everything but he's also like giving these people a decent life these like people in the union you know he's like making sure that they have a decent life and yeah. so it's looking back it's almost as if the government's like we don't want you to have a decent life <laughs> well i mean that's a whole other discussion but <laughs> <laughs> that's a different theory that's a different yeah. talk um yeah but but yeah, I mean, I think they feared, well, I think it was more of a fear of power than anything else. Um, maybe less so like the working conditions within the union, but it was the power that he held because of his position over this union and his ties to the mob that just made him like a prime target for right. like government suspicion, right? <laughs> right, which is funny. I mean... It, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but like, it's interesting that JFK, Robert Kennedy, and Jimmy Hoffa all have like conspiracy theories surrounding their deaths, and so, I mean, it's we'll get, all mob related. I mean, that well, we'll get into it later, but that's kind of like my thought <laughs> is like it's all mob related, dude. Everything comes yeah. back to the mob. So, which I mean, if you've seen like The Godfather, you know it to be true. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I find I find that interesting that they would go so hard after him, um, and like you said, it's probably just because of the power that he he commanded. Yeah. Uh, did you want to get into uh, the jail now? Jail time. Jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go for it. Uh, okay. Um, so he went to jail for. Um, he went to jail. Hang on, let me find it again. Because I have it in there somewhere, but I can't. Okay. It was jury tampering, right? Jury tampering, pension fraud, and something else. 
True tampering. I think there were I think there were other charges that had to do with a jury fraud because I think it was also like oh, trying to bribe, bribe, bribe bribery, bribery. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, you know, yeah, he probably did that too. Yeah, I you know, mean. like he probably did. <laughs> um, but those charges were actually acquitted by JFK. Like mm-hmm. he. He washed like he he, uh, he like gave like he doesn't give a shit. Um, yeah. And then that is kind of when Robert Kennedy was like, "Well, I'm just gonna go after him anyways," uh, with his quote unquote "Get Hoffa Squad." Um, and then in '63, no, no, not '63. When is it that? Yeah. Yeah, so he goes to prison. I'm sorry. He goes to prison. And while he's in um while he's in prison, he appoints um a gentleman by the name of Frank Fitzsimmons as like acting president of the union. And he basically just is like, Well, okay, I'm just gonna run the union through him from prison. Um and I think at this point he's like while this is happening, uh this, like you said earlier, the money is getting like funneled. Uh, I think it was like one point seven five million dollars every year it was or something a like that. A lot of money. It was, yeah. Yeah, and this is back in you know the sixties and seventies. That's a lot of money. I mean, it um, was a big cash cow for the mob for right. sure. And they're saying, you know, they say that that hasn't happened to any other, you know, president or president of the union. I mean, um, up until this time. So, you know, that was kind of weird, <laughs> so to speak. Um, a little bit strange. Yeah, a little bit strange. And then eventually, uh, Richard Nixon, basically, he's like, okay, well, you've already served, you know, enough time. So we're just going to go ahead and release you. And Wait, was it? I thought it, I thought it was Kennedy. So there was, there's two sets of charges. They're, I think they're both like jury tampering and, and everything, but there's the first sets of charges in 57 is when he's arrested. <clears throat> and those charges, uh, he denies the charges and he gets acquitted by Kennedy. And okay. then he actually ends up going to prison for uh, bribery of a grand jury, um, jury tampering, and something else. Um I can't find it now, but he was convicted of that and he is sent to prison for eight years. And then, um, he has a second trial. This is where the pension fraud comes in more and mail, mail fraud too. So Mm -hmm. add all the frauds in, I guess. (laughs) And he gets an additional five years. Yeah. So 13 years total. Um, and then in 71, uh, which is like five years into his sentence, Nixon uh, commutes commutes his his uh, the rest of his sentence. Okay. So he's basically just like, okay, you know, help <laughs> us out. And at that point, um, Jimmy Hoffa and the Teamsters endorsed Richard Nixon in his bid for presidency. So yeah. I'm not it, it saying was, it's related. Yeah, it was funny because there's. Um, this interview with Jimmy Hoffa at his like welcome back or 
got you got out of prison like party right um and they asked that question they're like well do you think you know nixon acquitting you has any you know political significance or anything and he's like um what did he say he's like no he's like no i just think you know they saw that basically you know i was good in prison and uh you know i did my time and they just let me out yeah because <laughs> of course he isn't gonna say anything <laughs> right exactly like he's just gonna spill it all out there yeah um, but no it's it's interesting <clears throat> you know looking back at like the watergate scandal and stuff that involved richard nixon and then seeing this you're like interesting <laughs> interesting how they all come to connect doesn't it yeah um, oh for sure but and then and then um Hoffa wanted to regain control of the presidency of the union i think that was 1976 is when he tried to do that um, uh so yeah um 1976 I believe was the there is an election coming up for the president of the Teamsters. So he it was like 74 or 75 when he got out, I think. Right. And so once he got out, he was really prepping for that election because obviously he wanted to be back on the top, but since he was in prison for quite a number of years you know, things had kind of shifted and right. he definitely had people that did not want him to be president again. Right. Namely, you know, the mob. Yeah. But, you know, well, also... And I, and I, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and I, if I remember correctly, the reason that they didn't want him as president again is because he supposedly was acting as an informant to the FBI uh, at some point once he got released from prison. And I think they were afraid of him outing them for the pension uh, like embezzlement, essentially. Right. So they didn't want him in a position of power where they could potentially hold that. He could potentially hold that over their heads. Right. I mean, honestly, this entire um, discussion tonight comes down to power. You know, all sides wanted the power. And it was about who was willing to do the most messed up stuff to get it. You know what I mean? Pretty um, much. <laughs> so, like, that doesn't surprise me that they would, even if he wasn't an FBI informant, you know, um, he still had that knowledge that he could wield against them at exactly. any time, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't know that. They don't, I mean, they don't know that he is not an FBI for, informant is what I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he definitely has that, that information. And so he could definitely use that against them to leverage anything really he wanted. Um, oh, for sure. Yep. But so that leads us to his disappearance. Do you want to do you want to talk on that? Sure, yeah. Um so I mean basically since he was gunning for the the position of president, he kind of had to get all of his ducks in a row, right? So right. because there were um I mean he knew that he had to get on the good side of a number of prominent mobsters in order to make this work so he could get the vote. 
Um, And that's kind of where his disappearance comes into play. So there are a couple of people that he knew he had to sway over to his side, essentially. Um, And I guess the first person is Anthony Provenzano. Mm-hmm. So pro pro or Tony pro whatever what is Anthony Tony pro Provenzano or something? I don't man I don't know I will say that <laughs> all of these names all are of crazy. them they all have like crazy nicknames. There's one guy that his name is like Donald and his nickname is like Tony the Geek. Yeah, and I'm like all right sure. They, but they were all Tonys because it's Anthony the t- Anthony. The pro Provenzano, right? And uh, what is it? The uh, what was the other guy's nickname? I forgot. Jackaloni. I don't know. It was something Tony Jackaloni. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get into mobster names because (laughs) I'm going to confuse myself. Anyway, (laughs) so so one of one of the those prominent people. So uh, Provenzano, he had beef with him while he was in prison. Right. And so that ended up really hurting him here because he needed Provenzano on his side for this election. Um, so that was one of the big players. And then right. the other one was uh Giacalone. Right. Uh, is it is his first name also Anthony? Yes. yes it is. Okay. All right. So we've got two Anthony's. Oh that's the Tony. That's why it's Tony. Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay. Jackaloni. So, I don't know that much about Jackaloni. So okay. do you want to talk about him? Yeah, I'll, we'll briefly touch on, on them. So one thing that's important to know is Provenzano, or Pro, um, he was a capo, um, which is like, it basically means captain. Um, and he was a captain in the New York City, I'm going to butcher this, Genovese crime family, um, which is like one of the five families. So that's like, you know, you think Godfather, they're like the top of the top. Um, And so that's the guy that he was like fighting with, that Hoffa was fighting with, is one of the, you know, members of the five families. And then Giacalone was a kingpin or alleged kingpin in the <laughs> Detroit Mafia. Um, and Giacalone, Anthony Giacalone and his brother Vito were believed to serve as like mediators between Hoffa and uh, Pro during a um, goodwill meeting, kind of like trying to, because like you said, they, he, had to get, he had to get somebody on his side to, to win the presidency back. And yeah. so, since they were fighting, they were going to serve as like an in between um, to make sure that nothing crazy happened in this meeting. Um, yeah, but that but that's where the conspiracy comes in here because basically the the way I heard it explained was you've got Hoffa who's like I know that I need to have this meeting in order to get the the spot as president, right? So he knows he has to put himself out there. But then on the other side, the mob is like, we know we need to lure him out. <laughs> right. And the only way he, he's going to come out is if he can have this meeting with 
Provenzano. Right. And so you've got this like clash, right? I mean, I guess we'll kind of dive into the conspiracies, but obviously one conspiracy is that, you know, either Provenzano or Giacalone or one of their like team members was responsible for mm. Hoffa's death or disappearance. Right. Right. Um, because you've, you've got this perfect storm of like, well, we know the motives, <laughs> right? but what exactly happened? Right. And the, the interesting thing is, so um, on the day of the, his disappearance, which was July 30th, I think, um, on July 30th, he... Jimmy Hoffa tells, you know, everybody, basically, that he has a meeting with Provenzano and Giacalone. And he even writes it in his calendar, you know, um, I think he wrote, like, 2 p.m. Um, he wrote 2, the place that they're going to meet, which is the Maccus Red Fox restaurant. And he wrote, I think, PG for Provenzano and Giacalone. So, like... He wrote down in his calendar that he was going to meet these people. He let people know that he was going to meet these people, right? Like his wife, his, you know, close friends. Um, he let people know that he was going to meet these people. And then when the, the cops show up and they're like, hey, we know he was supposed to have a meeting with you guys today. They're like, we were going to have a meeting with him. Yeah. And they had alibis. Right. They have they alibis. Had, which... Like, I think that in terms of the investigation, it was almost too convenient. Right. Like, you know, Hoffa's like, I'm definitely meeting these guys at this time at this restaurant. And they're like, well, we were definitely at this place. We were somewhere else at that time. Right. <laughs> like the exact time that Hoffa was supposed to meet them. They were definitely somewhere else. Right. Like, and, <laughs> you know, people even there's witnesses like we'll get into this a little bit, but there's like witnesses that saw Jimmy Hoffa at the restaurant, like pacing around waiting for people, you know, that never showed up. So what happened to Jimmy Hoffa? What happened the to question. him? It's like, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> um, like we said in the opening, uh, it's pretty much almost unanimously believed to be mob related. There's a few curveballs in there that are, I mean, they're straight out of left field. There, there's, there's some that are just really weird. Um, but most believe that it, it's mafia-related. I believe it's mafia-related. You believe it's mafia-related um, in some form or fashion. Um, so do you want to start with any of these in particular, or do you want to just... We can just go down the list. I mean, obviously, oh, you've got the Irishman first. So, if yeah. Noah, if I don't know, some of you may have seen the movie, The Irishman, uh, which I had, again, because I wasn't familiar with Jimmy Hoffa, didn't actually know <laughs> what the movie was about. But uh, we can start with him. I haven't seen the movie either, so I, I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess this is. Still, like you said, there are a lot of mob-related theories. And so when you talk about the mob theories, there are a number of people who are either thought to be involved or have come out and said that they were involved. But then there's like 
questions as to whether or not they actually were. Um, so I don't know. I guess the, I guess so. Frank the Irishman Sheeran uh, is one of those people who claims to have been the one to assassinate Hoffa, but I think that it's been proven false by a few people. I don't know. It's like it hasn't been like totally debunked. It's just like strongly believed that it's false, using like using like timelines and just like forensic DNA. Um, so basically, what the Irishman says is he he okay. Let me let me try and get this right. So we have there is uh, Jimmy Hoffa, um, Sal Brigulio. Charles oh, Chucky O'Brien and uh, the uh, Frank the Irishman Sheeran uh, himself. O'Brien drove the three other people to a house in like Detroit, and uh, Chucky and Sal left, leaving um, the Irishman and Hoffa alone. And the Irishman killed Jimmy Hoffa with two shots in the back of the head. So they lead. The, the like the FBI and everything to this house that it's it's supposed to have taken place in and there's blood evidence on you know on the ground just like he said but the blood doesn't match Jimmy Hoffa mm. so that's like like it probably didn't happen but so what was the what was the point of him saying that he murdered Jimmy Hoffa just for like I don't, I don't know. I don't um, know what his motive was. See, so the same, I think it's the same with uh, the next one, which is Richard the Iceman. The Kuklinski. Iceman. Kuklinski, I guess. I don't know. I think there's a movie about him, too, if I remember correctly. But I think... Which is for, like, the status, like, hey, I'm the one yeah, who killed Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to, I don't know if you listen to a lot of, like, true crime podcasts, but a lot of, like serial killers um when they're caught they will take credit for a lot of murders that they didn't commit just to like add to their resume um Mm. so that's like that's the that's the theory you know is that they just want the the fame or the infamy yeah i mean and it's especially with the the ice man there's people that are like this guy's just he's just rambling nonsense at this point (laughs) um so, I mean, we can kind of throw his, his is basically the same thing, except he, th- he says that, oh man, this is so crazy. So they, they killed Jimmy Hoffa. They put him uh-huh. in a 50 gallon drum. They uh-huh. lit the drum on fire for a half an hour. Okay. Then they put the fire out, welded it shut and, and buried it in a junkyard. Okay. So then after there was witnesses that saw all this happen, <laughs> they dug up the drum, placed it in the trunk of a car, and then compacted said car and shipped that car to Japan for scrap metal. What? That's such an elaborate, like, scenario. Like? Why? It is completely unnecessary. I don't know. I, I feel like the mob would have more efficient ways of just getting rid of people than they going would just, through all of that. They would just that cremate leaves, the body. Yeah, that leaves so much room for witnesses and 
like all that kind of stuff. So that just doesn't make sense to me. It's also yeah. it also seems like kind of overkill. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, why set the drum on fire for half an hour and then weld it shut? do anything except maybe roast him inside i don't know but it, he wouldn't like his body would still be in there right i don't i don't do know so apparently this uh ice man has made claims that he killed i think three of the most famous um organized crime deaths like he's he's had a hand in in three of the most famous ones in like the last few decades so that's why right yeah. Right. And that's like, people are like, okay, well, this guy's just insane and doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about. He just wants the status. So yeah. that's why he's kind of like, no we can just, really kind, of, we can just kind of throw his out. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then from there, you know, we can move on to like Giant Stadium. That's one that like I heard. Various locations where his body might be. Yeah. Var- various locations, mostly Giant Stadium. Um, so this one is, this is the guy I was telling you about. His name's Donald Tony the Geek Brancos. Um, but it's Tony. His name isn't even Anthony. I know. I don't, that's why I don't understand why his why full nickname, but his can full nickname chat, is Tony the Geek. Like, can someone in chat please explain mob nicknames and why are they always Tony? Well, I know. Okay. So you have to realize that the American mafia has very... Um, very deep ties to the Italian mob, which there there are a lot of Anthony's and such yeah. in Italy, um, or at least there That's there was at the time. The name of choice, right? It's like Michael yeah. in you know America. It's like the most common one. Um, but he he um is widely believed to be the originator of the idea that Jimmy Hoffa was dismembered with a meat cleaver and buried beneath the end zones of Giant Stadium. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Mythbusters did an episode on this. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a good episode. Um, but they actually went to Giant Stadium before it was torn down and used um, ground penetrating radar to see if there was anything buried under there. There wasn't. There's no human okay. remains down there. Yeah. Um, and even <laughs> after the stadium was torn down, they actually, I've heard different reports on this because I've heard from a few sources that no remains were found once it was torn down. And then I've also heard from other sources that the FBI didn't even bother checking once it was torn down. So. I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe Mythbusters was good enough for them. They're like, all right, we don't need to check. <laughs> We're not smarter than the two there. scientists. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Um, <laughs> I can actually see the FBI doing that. Like, no, nah, you know, it's not worth our time or money. Right. Um, there's also the um, idea that he was buried underneath a suburban driveway. Um this was actually pretty recent. I think 2012 or 2013, this story came out that a witness saw them burying a body um, underneath this spot in, you know, Detroit um, around about the time that Jimmy Hoffa was, you know, he went dis- he went missing. Well, and 
that same driveway basically i think there was a witness and that house had their driveway repaved like not long after that so it was kind of like extra suspicious <laughs> yeah for sure i mean it's that's the thing is but how okay but how much of these like these theories are actually suspicious and how much of them are like fluffed up to sound suspicious you know what i mean well, I just, yeah, I also feel like if you are living in an area with, like, high, a high mob population, like, you might just see stuff like this anyway, and it might not have to do with Jimmy Hoffa. It might just be someone else that they decided to Right. <laughs> or, you know, if, like you said, if there's a high population of mob activity, like, there might be just human re- remains everywhere that they've just yeah. done this. Yeah, like it, That's a little scary. I, I mean, sorry to say it, but if we believe that, if we believe that, it would be so easy for them to get rid of a body. It has to be believable that it would be pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyways, uh, they actually dug up this this driveway. They dug it up, dug underneath of it. Didn't find anything. So they tested the ground. Um, to see if there was any remains left, there wasn't. So I think they they found like a quote anomaly, which I don't know, but they confirmed that it wasn't Jimmy Hoffa. So I don't know what anomaly means. If there actually was like another body under right. there that they couldn't disclose, or some other like I said, unnameable. It's probably <laughs> just human remains everywhere, and yeah, but I don't know. Anyways, so that one's kind of been debunked. Um, then there's like various other organized crime links that aren't as prominent as the Irishman or the Iceman. Um, one gentleman says that he was buried in a shallow grave with the intention of moving him to a, a more permanent resting spot. Um, but that never happened. So the FBI did digs. And they didn't find anything, so they kind of just like gave up and went away. Um, I mean, I feel like most of these, if if the others were like chasing that fame, these for sure, if they're just like kind of loosely related, right, are probably definitely like more for the clout than anything else. <laughs> right, exactly. And let's see, there's Thomas and Stephen Andretta. Um, they were actually considered suspects by the FBI. Um, See, Thomas was a trusted associate of Anthony Pro Provenzano, uh, and he was reported to be involved in the disappearance of Hoffa. So there's a connection there. Um, this guy, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Michael Franzese uh, of the Colombo crime family, another one of the five families that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. He says he knows uh, for certain that the disappearance was mafia-related. He has tapes that reveal details of the crime and knows his killer and the whereabouts of Hoffa's body. Hmm. Um, this was actually done on a radio show that he like did an interview for. Yeah. Not sure how you bring that up naturally in conversation <laughs> on a radio show, but you know, whatever. I may have been asked about it, honestly. I mean, he might've been asked about it, but even still like that just seems like such a heavy topic to have on like a, like a radio talk show. I you mean, know what I mean? So what do you know when that was? So basically he's claiming that he has 
this stuff and he knows these things, but he hasn't disclosed it. That was 2019. Oh, okay. So that was super recent. So yeah. he has this stuff. He just hasn't disclosed it yet. Okay, but he's also he's also a part of the, one of the five families. Uh, so, so he's like, like, we know, but we're not going to tell. <laughs> right. Like. <laughs> well, that, yeah, but then that right there is obviously, then it's, it is mob related. Yeah, I mean, for sure. For sure. Or he's talking out of his ass because if he's part of the five families, I've feel like they probably would have had him killed just for saying that he definitely knows what happened. Maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like Yeah. Alright. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still After alive. That, okay. He's still alive. Alright, so now we're gonna get into some some not as um believable topics. Not as believable theories. This one um is the serial killer theory. And yeah, this one's pretty out there. This one's this one's very out there. This dude's very out there. Um, Edward Wayne Edwards, or Ed Edwards, super confusing name. Um, he was a serial killer that's suspected of many unsolved murder cases um, by John Cameron, who is a retired cold case detective. Uh, no one really puts too much stock in this theory. It's pretty like like we said, it's pretty out there. Um, but just to give you an idea of who else uh, this person has, this Ed Edwards has claimed to have killed, it includes uh, Therese Halbach, John Benet Ramsey, the boys from the West Memphis Three case, Lacey Peterson, and the Black Dahlia. That's a lot of pretty prominent cases. <laughs> like I said, they kind of just like throw everybody's name in there and they're like, yeah. we'll see what sticks. We'll just throw it all at the wall and see what happens. Um, yeah. This John Cameron also believes that Ed Edwards was the Zodiac Killer. Sure. Yeah. I guess. Sure. Yeah. You know, why not? If he's going to... Just throw he, it in there. Just... Yeah. It can't hurt, right? Anything else we want to add? <laughs> yeah. Anybody else? Anybody, if you're missing, throw them in there. Who cares? Uh -huh. um, the, the Kennedys are another... Uh, Theory. Yes, this is one that I really like, even though it is like a little more outlandish. Just because, like, we touched on it earlier, but obviously there was this connection between Hoffa and Robert Kennedy. This just this like animosity between them. No, you're 100 um, percent correct. Yeah. You know? um, I I mean I just think, you know, like you said, it's it's a well documented feud. It was a pu public feud mm -hmm. and it's sort of like the 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 will was maybe there to do this right. but but what but did it happen like was that actually the case i don't know i i mean the so, the he ahead. could have gotten a car full of fbi agents that's not a theory like, yeah, and so, you know, I think that the mob would have informants, right? So if we go back to some of the people who claim that they have tapes or they know what happened, um, I mean, maybe that's the thing. I, I think that whether it's mob-related or government-related, mm -hmm. especially if it's government-related, 
um, that's stuff that you wouldn't want to come out, right? Right. To me, almost more so government related. Like, I feel like the government would do a lot to have that not come out, right? For sure. For sure. 100%. They would absolutely, especially if he was, you know, a government informant. If he was and yeah. the mafia was right, um, they would do everything in their power to keep that fact under wraps. Yeah. Um, so the, the general theory for the Kennedys is that, so Robert Kennedy goes after Hoffa for his mob ties and organized crime and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Robert Kennedy goes after Hoffa. Hoffa walks away a free man um, from his court proceedings. So Hoffa sets, sets out a, a hit on JFK, leading to JFK's assassination. And then Robert Kennedy believes Jimmy Hoffa to be the, you know, the one who orchestrated it. So he has a hit put out on Jimmy Hoffa. Mm-hmm. And that's where, and the interesting thing is that there's mystery surrounding Robert Kennedy's death too. Yep. But that's a different discussion because that one requires its own episode, I think, um, at some point, not anytime soon. I I was very much on like the mob train, but now that I'm reviewing this and kind of thinking everything through, I am maybe, well, I have my thoughts. Well, I'll, we'll, I'll go over it a little bit later, but okay. I have some thoughts. Okay. So then the, the last... I won't say the last, but it's the last decently plausible uh, theory is that the feds um, basically showed up at the restaurant and um, they flashed their badges to him. He's like, all right, cool. He gets in the car with them. They drive off towards an airport that's nearby uh, to the restaurant. And then when they get up in the air, uh, they just push him out into the Great Lakes and kill him. They just pushed him out? Yeah. Man. They just pushed him out. They just said, get out. See you, bye. And mm. that's how he's dead. There's also a theory that he's alive and well in Mexico. Um, and he's just, like, living out his days under a different name. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was going to ask. Because these most of these are, like, death theories. But, I mean... I think there are a good number of like, oh, well, he's still alive. He's just somewhere else or doing something different. Yeah, I mean, he's probably down in Cuba with, you know, Tupac. I think there is one theory that he is still alive, but being held captive by the mob. And he's been held captive for the last whatever many 30 years. And dude, it's like <laughs> 50 or 60 years now at this point. Wait, right? is it 60, 73 is it? or 75 to, so that'd be 50 years. Oh, yeah, 40, 50 yeah, 50 years. years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's, you know, those are like the last main ones. Um, yeah. What changes, what would change if tomorrow they said, they came out and they said, we found Jimmy Hoffa's body? I don't think a lot. I think if it was mob related, I don't think much would change because it it's the mob and they do that kind of stuff. Like, right. I don't think that's that would make any difference. I think 
to my previous point, if it came out that the government or the Kennedys were somehow related in his death, I think that would have um, quite a number of implications. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. Then Then you're kind of getting into, like, I don't know. It just depends on what conspiracy you believe to be more true, right? Right. No, I'm I'm with you. I think nothing really changes. Um, you know, we as pretty much a nation know that organized crime exists. Um we, you know, we know the things that they do to a certain extent. Um nothing would really change if they found his body or someone came forward and said, I know what happened and, you know, led him to his body, nothing would really change. Um, honestly, I think even if it, if it was the Kennedys or the feds, I don't think much would change either there. Um, maybe, maybe the Kennedys, I don't think there would be much change, but I think if it was the feds, probably, I mean, I think a lot of people would be, well, I don't know. I see, the messed up things that our government has done over the years and no one really seems to like give a shit like people care but not enough like nothing happens from it you know what i mean nothing changes yeah, well, a normal like the normal population doesn't ha- have the power to, to do exactly anything about you're it. right absolutely so that's what i'm saying like nothing would really change yeah you know like we somewhat have a conscience about you know like this is wrong you shouldn't do this but there's nothing we can really do aside from voting don't forget to vote psa don't forget to vote Um, very important but there's nothing much we can do as a whole to make changes to ensure it doesn't happen in the future with power you know that's one of the things is they just kind of they get too big for their riches and, and want more. And so it's kind of like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, I would be interested to know, and I'm sure there are, like, how many people in the United States government are still working for the government and were around during that time? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I would be interested to know that. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. Um, so considering it's been like 50 years, so obviously like older people who were working during that time probably wouldn't be around. Right. Although there are, I mean, they're like 80-year-olds on the Supreme Court and stuff. But That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, if, it's, if it was someone younger, like, uh, you know, rising star in i don't know government intern <laughs> right <laughs> like paper pusher worked there at the time worked in the mail room right yeah <laughs> um which board operator uh, right but that, that would be interesting to know um to know what they learned back then because yeah like do, would they know anything about this right like <laughs> You gotta, I don't know, maybe it's just my conspiracy theory mindset, but I gotta believe that inside the walls of, like, the Pentagon and, you know, the FBI building and stuff, that they're just, like, 
they're just like laughing hysterically at all the things that we don't know and they do you know what i mean oh, i mean probably yeah i mean even like more recently you get all of those like leaked tapes of like white house meetings yeah. and i think some of those were from like I don't know if they were from interns or like people who just started working there, but I feel like that maybe, I, I don't know. I would have to double check that, but um, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. That stuff gets leaked all the time. <laughs> right. And I mean, especially nowadays, they're, they're in there talking about it. They're in the white house. They talk about that stuff. Right. And especially nowadays with how much technology we have, you know, like yeah. cell phone, all cell phones have a camera for the most part. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but they have those, like, they have, like, you know, cameras that you can, like, get and put it into a a pair of glasses. Yeah. You can just walk around like a freaking nerd with your big old glasses on and record everything. I mean, I would do that if I ever got to go in, but... That's probably why you won't get let in. That's exactly why I won't get (laughs) let in. Um, Because the first thing I would do is leak exactly everything that we just talked about. Um, but you know it's it's interesting things that because we have you know the freedom of information act you know what i mean and we're theoretically supposed to know anything or we have the ability to know anything that won't um what is it directly it doesn't directly go against national security right and so like what was that a few years ago when Donald Trump released all the um the JFK assassination files and people yeah. like poured through those things looking for anything but still everything every page had like 85% of it was blacked out right you know? yeah so it's like okay thanks thanks for nothing i guess well um, um i mean in terms of jimmy hoffa that's i that's what happened there was a news reporter who like was doing a a story about Jimmy Hoffa and I think on air like asked the government to release file like all the information they had on him and I think they did I don't remember when that was but that may have been more recently yeah I don't know even still though like it's crazy that we we can get you know the information released for Bigfoot but we can't get like the full you know files about jfk you know what i mean well that's because bigfoot uh, is not a national threat <laughs> the security. are you kidding me he's all over the place man unless unless there's a family of bigfoots and they is it bigfoots or big feet big feats it's big feats <laughs> it's multiple plurals um, and they've infiltrated every square inch of United States woodlands. They've infiltrated to, the CIA. <laughs> that's why the that's why it got released because they infiltrated the CIA. Right. <laughs> and so they were like, "We need people to know about us. We got to release this information." And so that's why they did it. Same with yeah. the UFOs, aliens, and inv- infiltrated the CIA. Boom! I figured it out. Yep. Best detective ever. Move over, Batman. We, I mean, every time we're on, we sol- we're like solving mysteries left and right. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, have you guys seen our our new intro screen that Biscuit made? It's totally like Scooby Doo, Hardy Boys. 
We're solving all the mysteries. We're solving guys. all the cases. You can just check all of these conspiracy theories off the list just because ch- we pretty fucking, much just... like give an answer for all of them. Yep. <laughs> we got it. Um do you, do you want to go into our final impressions on Jimmy Alva? Sure, yeah. Um I I don't know. I think that like I said in the beginning I was definitely more interested in his life than his death, although I think that there are a couple of the more, quote, out there conspiracies that I, I don't know if I find enjoyable, but I definitely find his life more fascinating. Um, and it's it's really crazy how, you know, his name and these conspiracies have kind of, like, stood the test of time, that people are still talking about it now and evidence i guess is still brought forth um but i don't know you know i I was kind of on the the mob train in terms of like what actually happened to him Mm -hmm. but honestly i kind of think it's more fun to think that the uh government or i guess you can kind of say almost by proxy the kennedys because they were the government uh for a period um had something to do with it i don't know i find that more mysterious and compelling that's honestly fair. that's fair that's fair and uh if anybody from the cia is listening her name is hotter biscuit she lives in georgia you can go get her there please do <laughs> oh, not thanks. come here thanks, to missouri uh i no um i the sa- the thing that's hard for me is that i think all of them are plausible to a certain extent. Um, even the more out there ones, like being buried under a driveway, being buried underneath yeah. giant stadium, I think to a certain extent, those are still believable. Um, They're not so far outside of the realm of possibility. Right. 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 They're not like, they're not super crazy. Even the dude that said that he was buried in a 50 gallon drum that was lit on fire. Even that <laughs> is like, it's out there. It's weird. Yeah. But it's not unbelievable. Um, right. When it comes to the mob. Right. Exactly. For the it's mob. Not, it's not like, unbelievable. All right. Um, <laughs> but I don't think we'll ever figure out actually what happened to him. Um, yeah. I think any evidence, like any true evidence regarding where he was buried, um, a body, any kind of thing like that, I think it's all gone. And I think Unless it was gone shortly after he died um unless there's a big shakeup in the mob and um who was the guy uh michael prince Prince whatever how you say his name uh i mean unless there's a shakeup and he's like you know what i can release this now i guess yeah (laughs) unless something big happens I don't think any knowledge from the mob is going to see the light of day. Right. And yeah. I honestly don't even think that there's any remains left. Like even if they were to still somehow be intact, I don't think that they exist. I think that they probably killed him and they probably did it with something that wasn't going to leave a mess. Think like a garrote, you know, a garrote wire wire or Mm -hmm. something like that. And then they just cremated his body. Like immediately, they just took it from one place yeah. to the next and cremated him, and scattered the ashes and called it a day. Well, that's what some of the 
uh, researchers I saw were talking about. It's like, if it was the mob, it, it was pre-planned. They knew exactly what they were doing. Right. They wouldn't have taken the body somewhere only to move it again, right. uh, you know, sometime later. It's like, they they knew what they were doing, and if they did it, they, they just did it. There's not going to be evidence, like exactly. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> All right, so... And, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, even if someone did come out um, with with a story, what they think is true, I mean, it could be true. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the point that the, there isn't going to be evidence, we would never be able to, uh, you know, prove that that's accurate, right? right. So even if someone's telling the truth. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think... Like I said, I don't think we're going to find anything ever, ever. Um, I don't think they would be so careless to just bury a, you know, a body, even dismembered. Um, I think that they would, they would cremate it. And there's probably, you know, some mob boss's house that has an urn full of ashes and it just gets passed down from like generation to generation. (laughs) And And Jimmy, that would, that's, yeah, that's kind of morbid. You know, they're just like, who's that? You know, Grandpa, oh, don't worry about it. And they just, like, keep passing Jimmy it down. Jimmy ashes on their mantle yeah. for eternity. Or in a box somewhere, like, up in the attic. Um, I don't know. But, so how believable is it? How believable is it that the mob or the FBI killed him? I mean, I think it's highly believable i mean i give it five out of five believable he definitely got five out of five believables (laughs) that's what we've come up with he definitely got whacked either by the mob or the government one of those and he's definitely dead that's what i think he's dead yeah um i agree with you um i gave it a four out of five only because of some of the um more out there theories that have come up people come up with i mean do you think like there's a possibility he could be alive is that kind of where you're leaning towards um i feel like all right i feel like i can't say (laughs) that i believe it's possible that tupac is alive and then turn around and say no it's not possible (laughs) that jimmy hoff is not alive uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's always a possibility, right? Right. If you don't know what happened, there's always the possibility. Right. And I mean, even <laughs> like, even with Tupac, we got autopsy photos, you know, and yeah, people have even like fine tooth combed those autopsy photos. Like that's not him. Tattoos are wrong. Like it ain't him. So, yeah. <laughs> like, even we were. We weren't even giving them they were like leaked you know someone at the hospital was like oh look check this out blah 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 but yeah. like i can't say no jimmy hoff is dead but tupac might still be alive so i would say that's kind of plausible that he could still be alive if after all this i mean he probably still he'd be dead now so that's know? that one extra point that you're not giving it <laughs> um it's that and the ice man with the, the barrel, the drum barrel, and the half an hour burning and compact shipping it to Japan. That that's, one, that's I feel like that one's actually less believable than him still being alive. 
probably. Just I mean, saying. I just feel like he just wouldn't be a very good mobster if like that's the process you went through to kill him. Yeah. It's just very inefficient, uh, ripe for for uh people to see what you're doing. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I it would take so long if you're in a junkyard just to to do all that stuff. Like it's a half an hour that you're letting that drum burn. You serious, dude? You could have been done and out in two minutes. Right, yeah. Kill him and you burn him. If you have the you know the, the stuff to burn him, just burn him. He's just an overachieving mobster. Yeah, but no, I or a bad a bad one. I I say four out of five. That's four it. out of five. Okay, I think five five out of five believable. <laughs> five out of five. Five believables out of five. <laughs> yep. That's it. You heard it here first. And we cracked more cases tonight. We're best detectives. Um, what did we even solve tonight? What was it? What did we solve? Oh, Bigfoot infiltrated CIA. Yep. That's what it was. All right. We figured it out. Cracked the case. Um, so our next... Um, I have nothing else on Jimmy Hoffa. Do you have anything else? Nope. I'm Jimmy Hoffa out. Jimmy Hoffa out. <laughs> Um, our next, um, our next review will be what the eighth, I believe, the eighth yeah, of two September. Yeah, two weeks from today. Two weeks yeah. from today. Um, mm-hmm. And so, make sure to keep an eye out for that. We will. But other than that, I have nothing else. Biscuit. Nope. I appreciate you uh, stopping or hanging out with me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I um, I enjoyed this episode i learned a lot so i appreciate you uh you suggesting this topic it was it was fun the last two i've had a lot of fun with uh this one and the pedos paradox actually all three since our return have been not not i'm just saying well we're it's a new show we're new people it's a it's i don't know i yeah we're cracking (laughs) cases look like the hardy boys great yeah (laughs) All right. It's fresh. It's new. We're having fun. Yeah. And, you know, having a good time. So, yeah, like I said, the eighth um, is the next one. Biscuit, do you want to plug the socials? Uh, yes. So we're at Tin Biscuit Talks now, right? For yes. pretty much everything. For pretty much everything. <laughs> it's super easy. It's just Tin Biscuit Talks. Tin Biscuit whatever. Talks on. on, on yeah. Everything. MySpace. Uh, Live Journal. Don't forget that, too. Tumblr. Tumblr. Can't forget that. Um, yep. Yeah, it's just <laughs> at Tim Biscuit Talks on Twitter, YouTube, uh, Gmail. Make sure to reach out. Let us know what you think of the show. Um, if you guys have any ideas for uh, topics that you want to hear on the show, let us know. We'll, we'll, we're always looking for new ideas. If you want to be on the show, let us know. And we'll try and work out a time to get you on to talk about your favorite topic. Yeah. Nope. That's it for me. Thanks, Tin Man. Thank you. I had a great time. Yep. Me too. And uh, we will see you guys on the next episode. Have a good one, guys. This has been another Tin Biscuit Talks with me, Hotter Biscuit, and Tin Man. Streams live on Twitch every other Tuesday. Check the description for useful links and make sure to leave a review. Thanks, everyone.